Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, hello. Good afternoon. Chad Hartman is not here today. Don't adjust your radio. My name's Chris Eggert. I'm with 5 Eyewitness News. I don't know if you remember me. We, I was here last week, Tuesday. And apparently they, 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 get, they couldn't find anybody else to come back. So I'm, I'm back exactly here again. It. That's it, right, Yes, Dave? that's 100% it. We tried and we tried and we tried. I'm sure you did. A long list of people. A short list? Is there like extensive. a big, is there a good backup list of yeah. people when Chad's gone? We actually held open auditions. Oh, did but you? But no one showed up. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> well, you got me. <laughs> you lucky dog. <laughs> and everybody at home, you guys are in your car, wherever you're at, you're very lucky. Uh, hey, I'm so happy to be here today. Good stuff. Beautiful weather outside today, as uh, we just heard there in the News update, it's feeling spring-like out there. It does feel a little bit more like April today. Do, do we know what Chad's – was Chad doing anything fun weather-wise type thing today? No, it's a uh, travel day for him today. Oh, oh, what a terrible day to be traveling when it's mm-hmm. so nice, right? You're like sitting in the airport looking out. You're like, oh, look, it's perfect outside right now. <laughs> and I'm sitting here yes. in the climate-controlled comfort of the airport. just want to get out of this horrible – Minnesota winter weather. That you know, I kind of feel the same way today. I'm going to be honest. It's like the nicest day of the winter, and uh, I'm sitting out here looking at beautiful downtown Minneapolis out this window, and I'm thinking, wow, these three hours, these three hours were on the radio are probably about as prime time weather as you could get. Just about. Normally, about right? the time you'd be at home, maybe grab a quick nap, but able to actually enjoy this, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So no nap. <laughs> no nap and missing no out on the it. best part of the day you'll have about what two hours a couple, Sun, couple hours before probably I, a little after five start, now, right yeah, before i start getting ready to go to bed uh for my uh real job at five eyewitness news uh, during during the morning news for those of you who aren't familiar who i am which is probably many of you uh but this random guy just shows up and uh he's in for chad and you're probably very confused so that, that's what's going on here my, my name's chris nice to meet you again <laughs> hey uh and by the way, I want to give you the number because I want to hear from some of you. Last time I was here, I didn't really hear from a lot of you. I would love to hear from you. So uh, give us a call, 651-461-9226. We're going to talk about a couple things specifically today. Okay? Last time I was here, I'm a fill-in, fill-in guy, right? I understand. I, I admit it. I, I did radio for a number of years, a long time ago. It's been like 20-plus years. So way, 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 way back in the day. I... I'll be honest, I got here last week and I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't prepared well enough. 
I'm, I'm admitting that right now. I was not prepared well enough. And you know why? Because I didn't come right out of the block with some hot take. Spit and fire. Spit and fire. And I listen to the experts. I listen to Chad. He's a master at it. Comes right out. Boom. He's got something. He's got a hot take. <laughs> Very hot. I always. Always steaming ne- hot. He's never meandering around. It's on fire. You guys yep. have to get a fire extinguisher in here. It's always such a hot take, right? <laughs> I listen to Russia. He comes right. He's, he's always got a. He is just right out of the gate with a hot take. So I, gotta, I have to have a hot take. And I want you to keep in mind that I'm an, I'm a news guy. I, I am I am unbiased. I love everything. I, I see everything right down the middle. Sure. There's there's just everything. No, I mean politics, but it doesn't matter what it is. I am right down the middle. You see both sides equally. I see both sides equally as a journalist because that's what I get paid to do. Yes. Except for nine to ten uh, on Minnesota Live, where I'm not really a journalist. I just kind of like eat, do wacky things like eat cupcakes. Yeah, you're paid to eat cupcakes. Paid to eat cupcakes like every day. And every once in a while, I'll interview someone about something Minnesota, which is great. Uh, I am a journalist, though, at the core. But I'm going to take off my journalist hat today, and I'm going to put on my curmudgeon hat. Did you see that, David? Yeah, it's just, a, it's just, a good-looking hat. I just put the curmudgeon hat it's on. It's not a new hat. It's an old hat. It's an old hat. It's all. It's like one of those 1920s. You know the the hats that the press guys used to wear. Hey, yeah, a little fedora with the little the card yeah, inside. Real, real all about it. <laughs> when they were doing out here in the. Now you think you would wear that as your journalist hat, but you actually wear that as your commercial hat, which is weird. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) But I decided that I'm going to wear that. That's my curmudgeon hat, and my curmudgeon hat is on, and I'm here to tell you something right now. I hate the Name the Snowplow contest. Why are you like that? It bugs the living daylight out of me. Okay. Why? Chad's complained about it. DeRusha was complaining about it yesterday. Why? What? I don't know. You don't know what bugs you. I, I, there's a lot of things about it that bug me, but I don't know why I have this like visceral reaction to it. I, I will say from... Have uh, you always hated it? Yes. First year they introduced from, it. From day one. And we're on, said, we're on year is, four. We're this on, is dumb. I think we're on year, year three or four. I don't know. I think it's year four. And it, they, they were just... All the names were announced. For those of you who aren't familiar, let me, let me run over a couple of them. Because if you, you want to miss out on these, so the people of Minnesota, the great people of Minnesota have voted. 30, 32,500 people like this. But I'm here to tell you, <laughs> I am this hot take. I don't. It's annoying. I like it, and I didn't vote. I should have because some if of the names liked that it, won If were you lame. liked it, you would have voted. First no, of all, I'll tell I'm you that right now. So that, nah, whatever nah, you nah, feel nah, is nah, fine. Nah. Yeah. Taylor Drift. First of all, we can't even come up with anything Minnesota-centric. We got Taylor Drift. It's the biggest thing in the world this year. Why not? Sure. But, I mean, could we be any more, like, cliche and predictable? Come on. Picking something Minnesota-centric, some might argue, would be more cliche and predictable. Well, I mean, they are Minnesota snowplows. Doesn't mean mean everything has to be Minnesota-Minnesota. We can bring the outside world into Minnesota, Chris Egger. Fair enough. Even if she doesn't come to her boyfriend's football game (laughs) at U.S. Bank Stadium. Even if she clearly has a hang-up against Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, let's let's not forget that, by the way. But that's that's another topic for another day. Clark W. Blizzwald is uh, one of the other names. I mean, that movie, first of all, Christmas Vacation is, what, 30 years old? Come on. 
Is this what we're doing here? We're, we're making 30-year-old references? That film is as poignant today it's a, as it was back in the 90s. It's a great movie, and it's part of the holiday tradition. And I mean, by gosh, if, you, if that's part of your holiday, it's part of our tradition, watch it. But it's a dated reference. Come on. Dolly Ploughton, terrible. Dolly is as I love popular Dolly's, today as she's ever now been. Now she is, and she has just released some new music, you, uh, like with – very popular, like rock artist, which is really good. Yeah, she's doing right. rock music. Yeah, she got the the rock and roll yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, hall of fame and said, "Well, I got to record a rock album." Then. Yep, I mean Dolly for, Parton, America's grandma. So Dolly Ploughton, again, one of the names we came up with collectively as a state. This next one I have a hard time with uh, because I don't. Uh, it's it's a uh, Dakota word for snowplow. Uh, Wiponte, I think is how you say it, and. That, that's fine. Fair. Oh, you're not, not going to rip that one. Huh? We, should, we should represent the Dakota community. Here's my question. Did the early Dakota have a name for snowplow? Clearly they did. Wasn't a snowplow a buffalo? Perhaps they put a little plow on the back of a buffalo or a horse or something, and that was what they called so it. So the ancient Dakota had a name for snowplow. Why wouldn't they? They had to move snow out of the way. They put logs on a buffalo and to push the snow off the prairie so they could move from. I'm sure they had to find some way to do it, Chris. One point to another. They weren't just going to be snowed in for an entire winter. They got to move the snow somehow. I doubt they were diesel powered. I don't think they had that technology yet. Exactly my point. There was no name for snowplow. That's made up. It doesn't mean they didn't come up with a name when even even when the first gas-powered snowplows arrived. Now, that's fair. But in my head, I revert back to <laughs> when the Dakota roamed the land freely before we took all their land from them. And by the way, that it, it, I'm, if, if you're mad at me about that take, it's not an anti-Dakota take. I can assure you what it is is an anti-naming your snowplows <laughs> take. But the next one, Beyond Slay. Come on, another a Beyonce reference. We had the Lizzo one a couple years ago. You're you're killing me, squalls, which is a reference to the Sandlot. You're mm-hmm. killing me, smalls. And I guess the gal who writes for the Star Tribune didn't get that reference in her article yesterday. Oh my! She got lit up in the oh. in the uh, in the comment section. You must be a little yeah. young. Yeah, she got uh, she got destroyed. So this is a thing we've been doing now. We're building goodwill. Sure are. Minnesota Department of Transportation. Yeah. It's no big deal, right? People are having fun. It's no big deal. Why, why, why do we hate fun? Why do I hate fun? Why do you hate fun? Why do you hate puns? Why do I hate fun? And I realize that government can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? MnDOT's got a giant, giant, giant operation. They have 800 plows. And no, none of them are doing anything this winter anyway. <laughs> right. Why not have a little contest? Yep, Pass right. the time. Right. But you know what? They were doing something last winter. They were very busy last winter. They were. The folks at MnDOT. Yet they found the time to come up with this contest, which, again, this probably doesn't take a lot of manpower. I mean, somebody has to develop a website, right? Sure. They've got people for that. Some mechanism has to be set up to accumulate the votes. Folks have to look through all the names that are submitted and come down with the the list of, I think it was about 50 finalists this year. Somebody's time and energy, your taxpayer dollars, went into coming up with those names. I'm looking at the, uh, the, the, the news conference yesterday where the governor was there. The governor himself 
Timothy W. Walls. I don't know. Is, is his middle name W? No. Tim Walls is there. This is a very important, very busy man. Mm-hmm. He stepped away from what he was doing because it was important enough to get that information out about naming the snowplow. It was his chance to highlight the great work by the people at MnDOT that you feel are too busy to have a simple little fun contest. <laughs> That's also not what I said, but I'm sure people are heard. Gonna, I'm sure people are going to take it. It's what that. I heard. Plow drivers, I realize you have a hard job, and this is not against you. There's a guy sitting here holding a giant board that had to have been printed that cost money that's got the names of the plows on it. I'm looking at it right here from the news conference. There's a podium that had to be set up. Tax dollars at work. <laughs> right. Some somebody moved that somebody moved that podium out there. I, I feel like we're stretching at this point. Somebody put a lot of effort into this, just to name the plows. How about Minnesota put a lot of effort into this? All those, I, all those people that submitted names that racked their brains for the perfect pun, the perfect pop culture reference, or some other reference that could be wrapped up into a snowplow name. Maybe a little rhyme, maybe a little pun, like I said, maybe a little of both. Six five. What do you expect us to do? Four six one, nine two two six. Is anybody out there agree with me? Is this snowplow contest ridiculous? I am going to spend the next ten months. <laughs> or when, I, when, I, when do they introduce it? Probably October, November. I don't each know. Year. It they feels say, hey, like starts. It feels like it's all year long. Start submitting your names now. I'm going to be coming up with the best names I possibly can. <laughs> you already submit said you don't them even all. vote. You don't even vote for it. Well, I can submit a name, though. If I get picked, oh, I'm going to scream it from the rooftops. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. So that, all that said, I get it. It's goodwill. It builds goodwill, right? You can't put a price tag on goodwill. If you're an agency, seems like you can with your count, counting how much money it takes to move a podium. If you, it, it, it does cost money, somebody had to drive that plow. Uh, Barbie's dream plow, by the way, had to drive it out for the photo op. It, does it cost money to letter to put lettering on all those? I'm sure it does. Snow plows. See, mm-hmm. it's starting to add up. We're probably somewhere around seventeen hundred dollars right now. <laughs> <laughs> Spread that across the state. With a budget of billions and billions and billions of dollars. Think of all the money they're saving in salt. You guys, said when you're sitting at home right now and wondering why your services aren't what they are, you just think about how MnDOT is spending all this money, all this money. Hey, it's goodwill. It's good stuff. I'd love to hear from you. 651-461-9226. MnDOT, I love you. I did not give you an opportunity to come on the air this morning and uh, – and give your side of it, because my side is ridiculous. But there you go. There's the curmudgeon. Chris Haggard in for Chad Hartman today. You are listening to News Talk 830-WCCO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. Chris Eggert from 5 Eyewitness News in for Chad Hartman today. And oh, I hear you loud and clear, everybody. I am way off base. You're a clown. I am way off base saying that the snowplow naming contest is ridiculous. I mean, listen, Chris Egger, why do you hate yourself? Why do you continually like to be negative? We get really tired of you putting down every single subject. Your texts are coming in. <laughs> Look in the mirror and tell yourself to stop being annoying. <laughs> it's what you media people do, you big timers. You just despise everything that Minnesotans love. Oh, I don't like ever going to the state fair. I don't like the snowplow contest. I love the, All of you. I love the state fair. All of you. I love the state fair. It's not the same thing. I, and I'm going to couple, couple people are here. All right. A couple people are with me on this. Naming a snowplow is about as dumb as picking a new state flag. I'm not cracking open that whole can of worms <laughs> right now. We got that. That's another subject for another day. Uh, so we're hearing from some of you, 651-461-9226. Blaise Olson is on the line. Morning take. Hello, Blaise. Mr. Iger, I'd just like to welcome you to WCCO. Thank you. Some strong sensibility from noon to three. It's about time that somebody in this time slot stood up for sensible commentary. And your plow commentary is that. Um, you can ignore the texters. Chad does too. Um, and, and I, I just want to point out because I've had this take, but whenever I throw out a take, like holding a press conference for license plates, I, I also get some ridiculous. Pushback. <laughs> I get some private pushback. So I'd, I'd like you to join me in seeing if we get some pushback by certain members who have offices in the state Capitol to say, the governor was at a press conference about snowplow names. And there are other issues in this state. I'd also like to point out, I did some math here. Math is important. Let's hear it. You know, we, we, tout, we tout our voter turnout and talked about how 30,000 Minnesotans cared about this. That's less than 1%. Yeah, that's a pretty state. small percentage. Yeah, you're right. So these names are not even legitimate. In fact, we should probably bring it to court that we can't name <laughs> things in the state if less than 1% of the state votes on these things. I mean, that, that's not that far off, boys. I mean, we're going to get into it over I mean, the flag. You know it's going to happen during this legislative session. They could just slip the snowplow thing into that discussion, right? Right. Right. Kind of same. And. And why are we caught if we're trying if we're also spending twenty five million dollars to get people to move here, which is another story. Yesterday. Yes, it is. That was in the paper. Yep. Why are we reminding people that we have so many snowplows? 
But they're fun snowplows because they have fun names. Chris, Chris. Yeah, yeah. When we use them, it's not that much fun. So, I but it's called ta- it's been called Taylor Drift. How could you not love when Taylor Drift comes and clears your street? That's goodwill. I mean, you got to say, Blois, you're in the business. Of it. You, you understand my, this. This is goodwill, Taylor, though, right? Taylor goes down the interstate and just makes sure that commerce can happen. <laughs> Is Taylor Drift going to the Super Bowl? No. I don't think so. Taylor oh, Drift wait, is rolling right down your good... street and going to clear the snow out from in front of your publicity idea. <laughs> in front of your own mailbox. Blois, thank you for joining me on Sorry. this take. Oh. I appreciate it. I, I needed some I just, solidarity. I, and I just want to welcome you to the land of sensibility. And you know, if the bosses are listening, Chad, take all the time he needs. There's now somebody smart and sensible <laughs> yeah. in this chair. Listen, I've already received more negative feedback than I ever to get ever care to get on <laughs> any 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 subject. I don't know if I like this. I'm t- I'm too thin skinned. I'm a TV guy. I don't. You, not, you TV people are kind of thin. We're very thin skinned. What we've been working on to Russia about very so, thin skinned. Blois, right. thank Have you. Have a good day. All right, you just heard from Blois Olson. Uh, do, can we have a chance to talk to Ron real quick? Yeah, we can we sneak go? Ron in. Okay, hey Ron, how's it going? Uh, pretty good, pretty good here just listening to you. Uh, you guys wanted a topic that probably was light and easy uh, when all the shit in the world is. Well, we're not going to be able to listen to Ron's take today because uh, we're not going to. But yeah, sometimes you uh, cuss on the air and. And we can't accept that, can we? No, it won't work for us. We, we can have opinions about things, but we, we have to not say the bad words. Uh, let's see what else we have from comments. I think you hate Santa Claus, LOL. <laughs> I, I don't hate Santa Claus. I do also hate when they name the state highways and, and turn it, that into a thing. Not because I'm against naming state highways for important people. For God, for, for sure, we're talking about uh, highways who are named after soldiers, police officers, what I thought was kind of ridiculous on this, uh, the same sort of vein, was all the theatrics we had to go through to name the Prince Rogers Memorial Highway, Highway 5 in Chanhassen. <laughs> like, we all could agree with that, right? It goes right by Paisley Park. Did we need to have the official proclamation on the floor of the state legislature? I'm sure there's a few anti-Prince people that are still upset. Did, did and I get, I know, I know there's a, there's a whole anti-Prince, like, I get it. I know how he died. And I'm not saying that the, that the road shouldn't have been named for him. I'm saying all the theatrics. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They were reading proclamations on the House floor. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today <laughs> for this thing called Highway 5. <laughs> I'm sure a consultant wrote Come that. On. Had to pay thousands of dollars to get that consul- the uh, proclamation written. Give me a break. Give me a break. Hey, you're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. This is Chris Eggert with 5 Eyewitness News. And for Chad today, Rena is stopping by, right? Rena Sargenopoulos. There is. So Rena's going to be here in a minute. We'll hang out with her when we come back. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 
Well, this is exciting. We've got Rena Sargentopoulos from CARE 11 here joining us today. Rena, how are you? Hi, friend. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm a little bummed out. I was thinking maybe you'd be here in person. I'm, I'm, I'm sad, but I'm glad that you're able to join us and chat. What's going on with you? Oh, you know what? I'm just, I'm living the dream. Uh, everything is just aces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, well, come on. We're going to, we're going to open up like that. The, the, the quintessential Midwest passive aggressive response is uh, living the dream. I am living the dream. What, what's going we're on? Just good. Just yeah. good. Good. Things are good. Things are good. Or fine. That's the worst, right? Yeah. Fine. Everything's fine. 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 It's fine. Everything's fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. <laughs> I tell you one thing, uh, you never lived until you took a hot take on uh, anti-snowplow take, and uh, all of a sudden you get all kinds of people saying mean things. Will you will you uh, concur that TV people are a tad bit thin-skinned? Oh, for sure. I cannot. I would not do well in that industry, like speaking your mind, because first of all, who wants to hear what I say about anything anyway? You know, like that's just how I was raised. No one cares what you think, Rena. But I also think that I could not handle the criticism. Like, I could not. I could not. Is this your first day doing this? I was here last week, Tuesday as well. So okay. this, is, uh, this is the second day. I was not willing to take any hot takes on anything on uh, Tuesday. I was Switzerland Old with move. everything. So I really decided to amp it up today by coming out uh, anti-naming the snowplows. So it's, it's, a bi- I- it's a big day, Rena. I will, I will, I will back you up on this to make you feel better. It was cute for like, I don't know, the first 16 times we did it, but like uh, we've hit our max now. Let's move on from this. <laughs> I mean, the good news is there's around 800 snow plows in the fleet. And if we're naming eight a year, I'm no mathematician because I'm a broadcasting major, but Buckle that up. means at some point we're going <laughs> to run out of names. You know what though? They'll have to retire some of the old names because they'll be so out of date that the new generation won't even know what they mean anymore. This is a great point. Uh, right? Yep. So it's just, no. like, just going to keep repeating itself. You're right. Unless we put an end to it. <laughs> Chris, you and I have to put an end to it. <laughs> when, our produ- when, the, when our producers who just want to put one nice thing in the newscasts, uh, most of the newscasts, I, I, don't, I don't care if it's, if it's Channel 5s or if it's Cares or whatever, it's filled with a lot of pretty bad things, unfortunately. That's just sort of the way it goes. And all our producers want is, can we take 45 minutes and have a nice little break from all the mayhem and just have this great lighthearted story about the plows? That's all they want, right? And then you want to take it away from them, Rena? Can't they just replace it with something else nice? Is that really, like, that's sad if that's the only nice thing happening in the entire state of Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, it's like, not, but you... to do better stories if that's what's the only thing that gives us joy in this world. <laughs> just a snowplow story, that's it. That's it, that's what, it. What else could we be naming, now, now that we think about it? What, what are some other things around the state that we can name? Why don't we name uh, stop signs? Give stop sure. signs names. We, we'd never fun? run out of those. Right? That, that's, maybe a word. Work, there you go. Let's name our potholes. See, that's a good idea. That's next. That's I, next. I, I like that. I like. See, look at this. This is a good brainstorming, Rena. I, I love. I love it. <laughs> I don't know. I think that uh, we could probably get more viewers. And don't steal this idea from me. But if we just did like a newscast that had only good news in it, yeah, only stories about kids and animals. I know. I know. It's. Uh, I, I think, though, historically, that that comes up. 
and it uh, they there are news. You, have you worked at a place that's tried that before, Rena? No, I haven't. Have you? Uh, I've seen it like at um, competition stations at, at, at different places miserably. where I work. Yeah, it fails miserably. People say they huh. people say they Why want they don't the you know the the happier news and the more positive news, and then they they turn it on and and then they feel like they're not getting maybe completely informed about everything that's that's been going on that day, which I kind of understand. But I think some yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think some of that was a little, little. That was a more pre-internet and pre-phone type thing, though, because if any, if you want, if you want to go down the rabbit hole on positive news right now, you don't ever have to hear anything right. negative, right? Just don't don't look at the negative sites. By the way, how often do you hear now? It's like a badge of pride when someone says to you, "Oh, I don't watch local news." Yeah, yeah. It's it's you know that's funny you brought that up. Because Dave, Dave sent me an article that he thought we should discuss today, which I, which I did think it was on. Uh, it was from the Atlantic. The headline is, is American journalism headed toward an extinct level event? No. I don't think so either. I, what, what, tell, no, I don't tell buy me, that at all. Tell me why. Because at the, you can always get news at the national level. But I always tell people. We are people who are living in the same community as you. Our kids go to the same schools. We shop in the same grocery stores. We go to the same churches. We care as deeply about this community as anybody else. And people will always have a need at the hyper-local level to know what's going on in their community. Like, that's how news started in the first place. So it's, yes, people might go to their silos and they only want to hear what they want to hear. But ultimately, at the end of the day, there is never not going to be a need for news. Like this started back when people would like scream the news on the corner, right? You know, yeah, the town crier, yeah, yeah. you know, like there is always a need for people to be informed about what's happening in their community. I just don't buy it. It may not look like it does now, but it's not going away. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Uh, I would definitely agree. I would also say anytime I walk into a Costco and the first thing I see is banks and banks and banks of giant TVs, I, mm-hmm. I still do feel that there's some relevance to what we do as long as we're on one of those giant screens and as long as that's the first thing you can buy when you walk into Costco, you know what I'm saying? Right. Somebody's looking at those things. I mean, granted, there are now 10 billion stations where there never used to be back back in the day. but Remember that? Yeah. We're we're old enough to remember that. I'm older than you, but I'm old enough to remember when there was like, there was only three places in town, like Fox wasn't even a thing yet. I wouldn't ask you your age. Are you old? I'm 50. I don't care. Are you? Oh, I just turned 52. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. Look at us. 100 years of television experience. Well, no. 100 not quite. years. <laughs> we have a century's worth of uh, TV news experience right here. <laughs> or, or something. I'm, I'm not really good at math. I was a broadcasting major. Well, then we that well, exactly. Journalists don't do math. So now that we, we can join forces and be our own news team, and we can tell everybody we have 100, a century's worth of news experience. I, I, I like it. it. It seems like a good idea. Well, I'm glad you called in. What do you got going on in the news today? Um, you know, I work on special projects, so I'm uh, not turning a story today. I yeah. just had a story that aired last night uh, about artificial intelligence and art in the art world and how, you know, people are worried about whether or not it is true art because it's scraping things off the internet from other artists without asking their permission. Oh. Um, and so we talked to MCAD and about what, how they're teaching the next generation of artists and designers. And then we talked to an artist that actually uses 
um, artificial intelligence to make these really cool posters of dogs and just let viewers decide whether they think AI is a tool, is it a threat, or is it its own art form? Um, but it was a pretty interesting debate. It was a pretty interesting topic to, to dive into. Oh, for sure. That, that sounds super interesting. And people can find that uh, on the website? Yep, care11.com or YouTube or, you know, wherever people do their thing. Wherever you're looking for Roku, it. Fire, whatever we're up to say. <laughs> I don't even know what half those things are. Right. I'm <laughs> here. You. All right. Well, Rena, thanks for calling in. Good to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Have a great week. Okay, you too. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. Time is 1252. It is a Lindis construction time check. Time to request your complimentary attic inspection. Going to get that attic looked at. You lose all kinds of energy out of that. It's been a good year for, uh, say what you will about the weather if you're a winter lover, but uh, if you're somebody who's having a hard time keeping up with the bills and uh, all the utilities and stuff going up, it's been a great year for that. It's been okay. Yeah, it's been it's been just fine. It's not it's still not cheap, but it's uh it's a little bit better than it was last my, year. My uh my oldest daughter, who's seven, last week decided she was feeling cold in the evening. Uh uh. And I was not aware of this. Yep. I was in uh in the bedroom reading with the uh younger one. Yep. And uh, on her way to uh come to bed, the oldest one found the thermostat. And she knows what buttons to hit to turn it up. Okay. By the time I realized, boy, it's getting awfully steamy in here. Man, feeling warm. What's going on? I should turn it up to 87. Oh, ouch. <laughs> the house was like, I think at 76, <laughs> I believe, when I noticed. <laughs> so we had to have a little talk about how if you're cold, we can put on other layers or you can talk to mommy or daddy and we 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 happy to turn it up a little bit, but. 87's a bit of a bit of a jump that we're not willing to make. Did you, we never have to open all the windows in the house? I was going to say you probably had to open the windows, right? Yes. Did you have a talk with her then about what the temperature should be set to? I told her that the thing is programmed to be at certain temperatures that we feel are comfortable. But that temperature is what in your house is what I'm asking. Uh, we're at 68 during the day in the winter, and then it goes to 64, 65 at night, something like that. Okay, 68. Yeah. You think Where do you think that falls in the spectrum of what people usually keep their houses at? I think that's probably pretty middle of the road, right? What yeah, do you Obviously, like? you're keeping it kind of cold because your daughter's cold. It's not my problem. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not accusing you of child neglect. It kind of sounds like with, you are. I mean, she, I mean, she's accusing me of straight up abuse. What's your house at, Eggert? 74? <laughs> so it's funny that you say that. How old's your daughter? Seven. seven? Oldest is seven. Yes. Uh, my wife is almost 50. She, too, treats the thermostat in a way. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you have to have a talk with her, Chris? Well, I think I'm having it right now. <laughs> uh, she will, and we have boiler heat in our house. Oh. So it's not immediate. And I think she still lives in a furnace world, in a forced air world, and we're, we're in a boiler world. And it will get a little too hot in our house because the boiler heat is kind of inconsistent. It, it does that. And she'll run and just turn it way down. And I'll wake up in the morning when I go to work at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock. And I'm like, it's, it feels like it's 42 degrees in here right now. Because <laughs> she will have been warm before she went to bed. And it probably was somewhere around 66. 
66 or 67 mm-hmm. and then she'll just and I'll get up and it's like 64 I'm like what <laughs> and it's like you can see your breath I, I, icicles hanging off of everything and do you uh, then turn it back up for her so she's comfortable when well, she wakes like up when, or you say you know what hon it's time for you to learn a lesson if it, if it was just her there I, I might do that just to just to really you know teach her a, a just stick it to her but I got uh, the kids are there, and they, you know, oh, I like on. the They're kids. old enough; they I'd can like the manage kids to wake up comfortably. Oh, please! <laughs> I don't think either of my kids have ever touched the furnace. Never. I don't think so. Gosh, what well-behaved you children have a you very, have! No, you've got a very, very smart seven-year-old. I know. Is what I'm and saying, and I don't like it. It's nothing but trouble. What's she going to do next? I don't know. It's clearly going to be over to, my head. If she's willing to touch a furnace, which, by the way, in some houses, that is. Like only the man or woman of the house touched. I'm, yes, I, when I'm in as my, it should be. When I'm in as my, God intended. When I'm in my mom and stepdad's house this day, she'll have it. It might be a holiday and it, it'll be 87 degrees in the house. <laughs> All the ovens are on. God forbid anybody goes over and tries to turn it down. <laughs> you, I just wouldn't do, I wouldn't do it. You better watch that seven-year-old. She's trouble. She's going to be trouble, but she's smart. She's got smart. She's got, the, got, got that going for you. Chris Eggerton for Chad Hartman today. Having a good time. News Talk 830 WCCO. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 